Hi, this is Dr. Gwen. Today is Monday, April 24th, and I wanted to share with you the reports of a research study that I conducted, and I think that you'll find very interesting because it does seem to be a reoccurring issue both among faculty and students regarding APA. The actual study itself is on my website, so you're welcome to um, download either a video where I go over it in more depth, and I also have a PDF copy of the study, um, which gives you a little bit more information than what I'll be sharing this morning. I'm targeting this discussion towards students, so I I urge um, if you are a faculty member, um, you may want to actually look at the report itself. And um, students, I, I hope to one day develop a, a questionnaire similar to what, what I did for faculty. But I think the findings of the research will be of benefit to students also, um, in addition to faculty. This, this study actually was conducted in, or the data was collected in May of 2004. It's taken me that long to analyze it because of life, uh, life and busyness of life, which I'm sure you all understand. And also, um, I really wanted to make sure that I had time to understand it. There was a lot, a lot of qualitative data that I needed to look at, and I am not a qualitative data expert, so I needed to learn more about content analysis, and um, I think I've come up with a good report. And my next step is to actually put this together in a manuscript and submit it to a journal for potential publication. Here's a little fun fact before I continue. A manuscript or a paper is actually a manuscript until it's published, which it then becomes an article. Okay, that's my fun fact for the day. Anyway, I called this research APA style and faculty practice. My reason for doing this is I have worked in a number of university settings, and um, both, uh, you know, in traditional universities um, to online, and ranging from nurse assistant programs, except that didn't deal with writing, but to um, generic BSN programs to doctoral programs, and consistently, I heard a theme of about APA dissatisfaction, um, frustration. Essentially, there's just just one of those annoying issues that both faculty and students consistently repeat. So I got into literature and I found that there really is nothing about APA in, in the literature except for a couple of how-to articles, but I couldn't find anything actually studying w about the issue, whether it was a problem, and what we could do about it. So I put together a questionnaire, which is available on my website at drgwen.com, D-R-G-W-E-N.com. And on, on this questionnaire, I wanted to find out if faculty had issues and what they saw as the primary issues. So I sent emails to deans and chairs, to universities, community colleges, colleges across the country and the U.S. territories in efforts to um, recruit their faculty to participate in an online questionnaire. And in this questionnaire, I queried them regarding um, format, regarding grammar, and regarding potential solutions that, that they saw. So I thought I'd just give you a very brief little summary of that report. <clears throat> there were 
900 some uh, universities that I actually sent emails to and th that was kind of interesting too um, and I ended up with 704 uh, participants um, the first question was aimed at what APA version <clears throat> the faculty had first exposure to my hypothesis was that we tend to stay with what we first learned, uh, sort of somewhat of the can't teach an old dog new tricks sort of philosophy. And I personally uh, learned on the 1983 edition. Now, things have changed a lot since the 1983 edition. Besides two other editions, one in 1994, which was the fourth edition, and 19, uh, 2001, which was the fifth edition, came the medium of the computer and electronic references and citations, as well as access to materials that we did not have back then. Um, APA has made substantial changes, and it is hard for us as faculty to learn new things because it is not, what I found in this data was that the majority of the faculty did learn on the 1983 edition. Something like 63% of the sample first experience was, was with versions one through four. And uh, 24%, which was a good, good amount, was with version 5, which was the 2001 version. Um, so when I asked students in the past, you know, they would they always say things like, uh, well, the other faculty member said to do it this way, and therefore they go to the next class and they do it that way because we want to appeal to authority. Anyway, so I, I would ask them what, you know, how they did it, and in nine times out of ten, it was an older format, um, not the current one. So it could be that the faculty member may not be up to speed on some of the newer um, formats in, in the fifth edition. So in addition, many faculty just are not as conscious with uh, providing feedback for APA. And so students tend to, if they make a mistake or do not do it right the first time and the faculty member does not correct them on it, they tend to repeat that same behavior. But of interest is that almost 77% of the sample reported that they had no formal education regarding APA. Now these are faculty members. So if it's that high amount, we make the assumption that faculty know APA. Whereas what I found is that in most cases it is self-taught just as what many of you are going through. Campus support is very limited, as is department support for APA um, resources. So it essentially what I learned was that it is a, uh, a learned, self-learned way that we learn how to write. Unfortunately, they are starting to introduce APA in some high schools, but another thing that I found, which I did not know, is that many universities in the English department, where most of you are taught how to write, are learning MLA style. Uh, some universities are teaching both, but here again, we're, we're getting mixed messages by the time you come over to, into the nursing programs. Let's see, what else did I find? Um, faculty do feel this is a concern, so I hope you feel reassured knowing that. they. 61% reported this is a concern, ranging from moderate to very important in the department. But the personal concern, which is not a surprise because these are people who participated in the research, but 66% felt that this issue is important. So I found that wonderful because, you know, so often this issue's gone on and on and on. Um, and I think that the faculty do want 
do seriously take this um, as a concern and want to address it and, and help. So I, I found that um, very reassuring. It, students often suggest that faculty are not consistent in their grading. Well, guess what? Faculty agreed. They said that 55% report inconsistent grading and feedback, ranging from somewhat inconsistent to very inconsistent. Um, only 18% of the sample have reported that faculty were mostly and um, very consistent. Anyway, I thought you'd find that interesting also. In graduate programs, and faculty tend to give about 7% of the grade, graded weight um, towards APA style compared to undergraduate programs, which was 10%, which, which is pretty typical. A lot of students and faculty will constantly say, well, let's focus more on the content. Obviously, that that's important. But academic writing is important, too. And sometimes we cannot get to the content unless the style is written in a format that helps, that is required in our discipline. The biggest concerns for format issues that faculty reported was citations and references. And this is both general citations and, and, and uh, electronic citations as well as general references and electronic references. Spelling was next, which I find amazing. That I, I am amazed that I get a paper where it has spelling errors. Now I certainly understand grammar errors, but I don't understand spelling errors when we have the benefit of software like Word where it has a spelling program. Take the time to run spell check. And another thing, don't just assume your paper is fine. Print it out, sit down, read it. I guarantee that alone will help you. The proofreading is, is essential. Evaluate your work because if not, faculty are going to see the problem. Um, grammar was the next big concern amongst faculty as well as writing style. Um, and next what I did is I asked faculty to share their thoughts of what they saw as potential solutions. Now this was amazing because they, the, these comments went on and on and on. It was as if faculty had an opportunity to share and they took advantage of it. So what I did is I did a content analysis where I looked for the major categories or themes in, in the data. And the, the two major categories were consistency and in and as well in faculty being consistent as as well as education and training for both faculty and students. Um, additional categories included um, they saw problems with the software that APA is using and I my recommendations are that faculty do need to decide whether they recommend or do not recommend software so as a student I would first check with your department before purchasing any software. Um, the manual so many faculty were concerned that students did not have the manual, so purchase the manual. It's fine to use resources like my APA tutorial or other, there's some other great ones out there. Purdue University has one. Uh, I have some links on my website, but critical is to use the manual first. Um, let's see. Regarding format issues, as I mentioned already, they, they were very concerned about grammar and writing issues, uh, as well as, I found this one interesting, ESL. Apparently there was some major concerns about English as a second language and our ability to get 
people who have this uh, the ability to write um, an academic paper. So what I did, and I don't want to belabor this too long because I know how busy you are, but I came up with what I saw as a creative strategy. And the name of the program is CREATE. Um, that's an a it, it is an acronym, and I'll, I'll briefly review because you certainly can download this from my website. And I would urge that you as a student group work with your faculty. Um, this is something that maybe we can collaboratively work as students and faculty to improve and to get over this, this APA psychotic behavior. Um, communication is the C, the first letter of CREATE. And I felt, as I just mentioned, we need to have a good discussion. Faculty need to, to value this, and, I, and as I found in this research, they do. And students do too. They need to be able to open the doors. The R is for, it stands for resources. I'm recommending that departments have specific um, guidelines and a document that is a supplement to the manual. I also recommend that they have sample papers. Not a sample paper for your course where it, it is uh, set up to illustrate a specific assignment, but a sample paper illustrating APA. Somewhat like what I have on my website, I do have one. The manual itself, and this may help you to understand why we have such problems, the manual itself was developed as a mechanism for writers in psychology to submit manuscripts for potential publication. It never was designed as a guide for student papers. Even the authors of the manual recommend departments have a supplementary document. So kind of keep that in mind. I also said they need tutorial support. They need, I think your university needs a web-based tutorial specific towards any recommendations that your campus or department has. I recommend there be an expert faculty resource person as well as student tutors. And your department can figure out what is the best way to, to handle that. Faculty discussion and determination of the use of APA-style software as I discussed earlier. E stands for educate. I believe that we need to focus on faculty development as well as student development. I personally would like to see a mandatory course for students that is um, competency-based um, and in, in the sense that it's, it's not punitive, that it's supportive and that you would have to do a review every year where they could go over uh, how to cite, how to do references, some of the new stuff coming out, um, and to, you know, to essentially focus on the prevention of plagiarism um, as well as APA style format. And I also think it's critical that you buy the APA manual. The A from the word create stands for administration. I'd like to see or encourage administration to value APA style as an issue to encourage the, and provide the provision of resources such as a web-based tutorial or development of a um, competency-based course, etc. Uh, I believe they need annual and semi-annual faculty workshops and that could even be considered at the student level and discussion at faculty meetings. The T stands for teaching, <clears throat> working with English departments to focus on APA. You might even want to try to work with the English departments as students see what, um, find out what, what the rationale is or what's being offered at your university. 
I believe that there needs to be remedial resources for ESL students. We need to encourage resources for development and improvement for writing academic papers. You must value the importance of writing, which is critical to your success as a healthcare practitioner. Um, and this is a, our way of getting information out, so it's critical that you learn how to do this and do it well. The other uh, component of T is plagiarism prevention awareness programs. I would like to be in a university that sees this as a uh, proactive rather than reactive. I, I really believe that plagiarism is not intentional. Of course, there's always going to be those there where it is, but I think that we need to encourage students how to paraphrase, how to prevent the plagiarism, simply by teaching them um, some mechanisms. So be cautious, do the right thing. When in doubt, cite. The E stands for evaluation. I believe there should be a consistent weight for APA. Um, I believe that we need to use rubrics, which is a, a grading format. And I do believe we need to have peer evaluation as faculty. Um, those are my thoughts regarding strategies for how to help the issue of APA. I would love to hear yours. Um, I will, I, as I'm doing this, I really think it might be interesting to develop a questionnaire for students and see their thoughts and compare it. Please feel free to send me an email and let me know what you would like out of these podcasts. I saw that somebody did uh, post a message on iTunes, a very delightful message, asking about development of podcasts. I plan to do that. I also thought I would do one about setting up uh, your own website. So uh, stay tuned. Feel free to send me an email. Let me know what else you're interested in. And I, you know, keep, hang in there, take good care of yourself, um, stay healthy, and feel free to download my Women's Health Podcasts. I think you'll find those interesting. And I wish you joy, I wish you health, and again, believe in yourself. This is Dr. Gwen.